This is Donna Skogland, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 142. The number one struggle that people come to me with when it comes to creating the changes they want is lack of consistency. And if you have struggled with consistency in the past, you might be hesitant to set goals this year because you know this about yourself. You know that you have a pattern of not following through and showing up on a regular basis and therefore not achieving the goals you want. So you think that if you just don't set the goals, then you don't have to go through disappointing yourself yet again another year. Now, there are still things you want to change. There are still things you want to improve. So that is not the solution that is going to get you any closer to that goal. Instead, It's important to understand why you haven't been consistent until now and what needs to change so that you can start to show up consistently, take action until you get your desired result, because that is what's required. Anything is possible if you just keep learning from your actions and trying again and trying new things. It's inevitable. So there are three reasons why you have not been consistent. And the first one is you are associating the action you need to take with pain or discomfort. Our brains are, de- are designed to move away from pain and towards pleasure. So if you're thinking that something's going to be hard or complicated or it's going to take a long time or you're going to have to struggle through it, you are not going to want to take that action. So you'll have thoughts like, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. It's too hard. It's going to take too long. And you will just believe those thoughts because those thoughts will create uncomfortable feelings. You'll feel hesitant. You'll feel avoidant. You'll feel resistant. And then you will procrastinate on taking that action. So it's important to understand that these are thought errors. It is not a fact that this action is hard or painful or going to take very long. It's a thought. Because there are other things in your life that you do that are equally hard, complicated, but you do them. So first, it's about identifying your thoughts as thoughts and not facts. And then seeing, really challenging that. And ultimately, you want to change your relationship to that action in a way that you associate it with pleasure. Because if you associate it something with pleasure, you're more likely to do it. Think about the things in your life that you do consistently. And my guess is those all those things are associated with pleasure. So for me, it's going on a walk every day. I really enjoy that time outside with my dog, sometimes with my best friend. I exercise every day, even though there's a lot about exercising that's uncomfortable and painful and challenging and hard. But ultimately, the big picture is I associate it with feeling good, feeling energized, feeling strong, feeling healthy, feeling proud and accomplished. So what about you? Think about the thoughts you have about things that you do consistently because the thing the truth is there are things that you do consistently maybe that's even just brushing your teeth you don't associate brushing your teeth with pain you associate it with having a clean mouth and healthy teeth and gums and having good smelling breath 
<laughs> and avoiding cavities. So these are all positive, pleasurable things. So really, when you think about the actions you need to take to create the results you want in 2024, how can you change your mindset so that you are associating that with pleasure? And then if your brain offers you thoughts like it's going to be hard, it's not going to be fun, see those as thoughts. And that's when the thinking needs to change. So that's the first one. The second one is we get very ambitious and we get very excited about setting goals and making changes because we have that desire to experience something different. And then we make a massive plan to do big things, big changes, and we try to do them too fast. We, we, it's kind of this all or nothing mindset that so many people fall into, myself included. Now, if you are consistently avoiding something, have you made it overly complicated or too big? And sometimes we are in a rush to get to our goals because we think that we will be happier once we achieve them. And I've talked a lot about this on the podcast before, and that is not true. That's delusional thinking where our goals don't make us happy. Our thoughts make us happy. Our thoughts about our goals, our thoughts about ourselves, our thoughts about our lives, and we want to actually create happiness now. So that is something you need to realize. Are you in a rush? Are you being impatient about this change? And why? What if you gave yourself a long time, a long runway? What if instead of trying to change something in a month, you gave yourself a year? Or something that you want to achieve in a year, you gave yourself three years? What changes when you give yourself time? And that's a new approach that I've really been taking because I previously have been in a huge rush to get to my goals. Again, thinking that it's going to be better there than here. So take that thing that you're avoiding and make it smaller, make it so easy. You can't say no. And also if it seems like overly complicated or overly complex, can you break it down into very small steps? So that every single teeny tiny little step is very doable. And maybe that is your morning exercise. Maybe you need to break it down into put workout clothes on. Grab iPad and find the workout video you're going to try. Unroll your workout mat or your yoga mat. Step on the yoga mat. Press play on the video. I mean, really, can you break it down so granularly that your brain is like, okay, I can do this. Okay, I can do this next step. And then before you know it, you are taking action and start so, so, so small. And your brain is going to probably tell yourself, tell you that, oh, if it's so small, it's not worth doing. And why even bother? And these are also thought errors that you just want to catch and you want to remind yourself that this is how you build a habit. You start small and you build on it over time. And it does make a difference. It is worth it. So you want to break everything down and also make a really clear plan. 
put it in your calendar. What gets scheduled is way more likely to get done. The third mistake is when you don't take action, when you do procrastinate, when you do get distracted, you beat yourself up and negative self-judgment blocks you from learning, from growing, and from really strategizing better so that you can do better next time. And this is a habit that so many of us do. We feel guilty. We just have all these negative thoughts about ourselves. And those negative thoughts just create more unpleasant feelings, which we then react to by usually taking more unhelpful, unproductive actions. It just leads to more procrastination, more bad habits, more doing things that we then feel bad about doing. So instead of that, you just, again, want to notice. The first step always is to just become more aware of these thoughts that are driving your emotions and your actions. So when you notice you're beating yourself up, just see, oh, I'm I'm beating myself up. I notice that I'm thinking these critical thoughts about myself. And then you can just take a pause and observe from that witness, non-judgmental place. And then you can get curious. Why didn't I take that action? What was I thinking and feeling that led to procrastinating? And you want to be able to identify the root cause of the problem so that you can then solve for it because beating yourself up does not solve anything. It does not lead to you doing better, even though I think we subconsciously believe that or else we wouldn't do that. We somehow think that if we are hard enough on ourselves that somehow we will change our behavior in the future, but that it never happens that way. It never works. So you want to be able to stop doing that, break that habit, infuse self-compassion, and understand our brain is always just trying to conserve energy and keep doing the same thing because that feels familiar, that feels safe, and that is just part of being human. So how can we learn to overcome these tendencies of our brain so that we can actually achieve the goals that we want? So those three reasons are why you have struggled in the past. So here is what you need to do to be able to be consistent and show up until you get the result that you want. So the first thing is get very specific with the action you're going to take. So when you tell yourself you're going to get in shape, what does that actually mean? Maybe your goal is to be in the best shape of your life in 2024. How can you make that more measurable, measurable, more specific? Well, maybe it's, I am going to get 10,000 steps in every single day. I'm going to get a Fitbit or some sort of fitness like tracker so that I can actually know that I'm going to be achieving that goal. Or maybe it is I'm going to go to yoga two times a week, or I'm going to move my body for at least five minutes every morning. Or maybe by the end of the year, I want to be at at least 
20 minutes of exercise every day, but that's something that you will slowly build up to. So get specific. The second thing is you want to create an environment that supports the behavior. Your environment is stronger than willpower. And the best thing you can do, the easiest thing to change is to remove the kryptonite and to make your habit easier. So for example, with the workout example that I gave earlier, do you have a space to work out? Do you have the resources? Do you have videos that you're going to use or classes you're going to attend? Do you have workout clothes? Do you have a pass at a yoga studio or a membership at a gym? Do you have time that you're going to block out in your calendar? All of these things. So you need to create the everything that you need to make sure that you are set up. So your environment Are you going to, how can you find communities, people that are working towards similar goals that you can use for accountability and peer support and just be able to rub off on each other, have a positive influence? The next thing is it's really helpful to track your progress. Habit trackers can be really effective tools. And there are so many online, you can just Google habit tracker and print one off and decide on the habit that you're going to focus on. And then again, start really small. So break it down into the teeniest, tiniest unit that you're going to start with until that becomes easy and automated and then build on that slowly over time. I mean, I didn't used to work out every morning and I started really small. I did start with maybe just a few minutes every morning and then it was 10 and then it was 15 and then it was 20 and then it was 25 and now it's 30, 35, sometimes 40. Sometimes I will do a full hour yoga class, but I didn't start there. It started really small. So allow it, allow yourself to go slow and slow and steady wins the race. Get clear on your why. Why do you want to do this? Have as many whys as you possibly can. Can you make a list of 20 different reasons why? And this is a big part of creating readiness to change. And often when we aren't at the place where we're ready to take action, we haven't stacked enough whys. We haven't really, like the, our pros and cons list is not, we need the, the pros for doing it to be twice as much as the cons. And the, when you can tip the scales in that favor, then you have, you're creating that motivation. You also want to think about obstacles in advance. What could get in the way of showing up for this consistently? What are the thought errors that I tend to have? What are the external consequences or the external challenges, obstacles that could come up? You want to write all of those down in advance and actually plan how you will overcome every single one. And then the final thing is make sure that you are creating that very specific plan. And then following the plan is all about observing those thought errors, allowing 
the discomfort and not reacting to it and noticing what you need to change in your thinking so that you associate this action with pleasure. And that could be the pleasure in the moment, but it, and, or the pleasure of just getting it done and feeling that sense of accomplishment, feeling proud. And it could be the pleasure of knowing that you are in alignment with your goals, that you are showing up for yourself, that you have your own back, that you are making progress, that you feel good about who you're being. These are all important parts of stacking the decks in your favor so that you can show up consistently and create the changes you want. So if you want to get the entire four-step formula for creating your best year ever in 2024, make sure that you sign up for my webinar and I hope to see you there.